Email us, by the way, at any time, and that's uh, tiptoday at tipfm.com. My friend uh, Mary Gordon was on to us, and she was telling us that there's a a much-loved pet gone missing. Romeo is a black and tanned tiny chihuahua uh, with a grey crown, and the tongue hangs out all the time. He's 12 years old, microchipped, black collar, but he went missing from Forest Walk, which is beside Larkin's pub there, and lovely Gary Kennedy. He was last seen on Monday... Uh, the 30th there at Port Row. Now, there's a reward uh, to the return of the dog, and we have details of the owners if somebody has seen him. Okay, so if you make contact with us, we will put you in touch. So, 1800 938 007, if you know the whereabouts of little Romeo, as I say, much loved pet, and he's gone walkabout at the moment. Now, we're with you, of course, every single weekday from nine. And this morning, just after nine, we spoke to independent councillor in Ross Gray, Shane Lee, who told us about how his car was stolen in Ross Gray over the weekend, later involved in the ramming of a Garda car that injured two Gardaí. So here's just a little of what he had to say to me this morning. I suddenly realised that the keys of my vehicle had been gone from where I had them in the hall. So myself and one of the other committee members and her kids and I suppose my own little girl was with me on that night and suddenly we walked outside to realise that my car had gone from where I had it parked. Your car was stolen? My car was stolen. Um, and obviously panic set in at that point in time. So we searched the car park in the area and we confirmed that, look, the car had been stolen. Subsequent to that, Fran, I contacted the Gardaí um, to confirm that my car had been stolen. And with that then, I suppose there was many accounts of recklessness. It's the only way you could describe it um, after that. Um, and of course, we're aware at this point, Shane, the two Gardaí uh, were hospitalised in the town after having their, their squad car rammed um, over the weekend as well. And the ramming was with your car, was it? Yes. Yes, Fran. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm ser- a very sorry and, and saddened um, to learn that, you know, with members of Angardi Asia Connor that go out to do their best for our community, um, and with this recklessness that has take, that had took place, we had two Gardaí on duty that are now out injured from work because the victim that stole my car had rammed the Garda car in, obviously, in my car. So that's after leaving a huge um, concern amongst the general public in general that, you know, to think that you have two guards on duty um, and because of this, as I said, recklessness, they're now um, off duty because of the incident that took place. That's Councillor Shane Lee, who spoke to us just after nine o'clock this morning. We got a huge uh, response to that, as you can imagine, too, on our WhatsApp and uh, text and indeed on social media as well. It's time now for our weekly health slot. I'm glad to be joined, as usual, by the CEO of Marito 8020, the clinic in Clanmel. Muriel Cuddy is with me. Good morning to you, Muriel. Good morning, Fran. Muriel, you're not fond of vapes or vaping. Mm. I'm not. And, you know, I've, I've said I'll do this piece a few times, but yeah. it nearly takes time to do it because there's so much involved in it. Like for me, the e-cigarettes drive me insane, right? I'm my younger two are in first year and second year and I'm listening to them telling me like that nearly everybody in their class vapes and lads down and like they've, they've started locking or have to lock the class toilets because the kids going into the toilets to vape. So like schools are finding it a massive issue. I remember when Saskia was in fifth, sixth, fifth and sixth years, so that's two years ago now, She there was only about two in her class, I think, that weren't vaping. 
so I'm talking about the younger, right? It came to the fore again this week um, in clinic. So I had a girl that presented with different issues, but she actually had internal bleeding, right? We worked on every single thing of where this was coming from. And I firmly believe, and I'm waiting for it to be confirmed, um, that it uh, is coming from leaky gut or something along along the lines of her gut has been damaged, but it's from um, e-cigarettes. So she started, she used to smoke for years, gave it up about two years ago, had her sister's wedding about a month ago, um, started using the, um, the e-cigarette, yeah, or yeah. the vapes or whatever, uh, at the wedding, continued to use them. Uh, she said she knows exactly her triggers for leaky gut, etc. Um, from when she used to smoke. Uh, was driving to Limerick last weekend and felt on the way up. She said she sm- vaped the whole way up, um, but it, I think it was a cola flavour or something. She said, this is great, this is lovely or whatever. Just got to Smith's ties and she said literally she raced in she was collecting something for, for her, her child um, had to go straight to the toilet she said she she literally had diarrhoea like five or six times that was absolutely chronic she was supposed to come back to Lamel and wasn't able to come back she had to stay with her sister she said the, the vomiting and everything that she had through the night was, was just chronic and the next day then she started bleeding so she, there was nothing left none of the diarrhoea or whatever but she bled and she bled non-stop um, for two days. Now, she said she didn't go anywhere. She's a little bit older and she said there wasn't any point going to A&E, there wasn't any point, whatever. But she said all the side effects were exactly what she used to get when she smoked and she knew it upset her gut and she knew that this was the start of, you know, whatever, right. all my, my internal but symptoms But Muriel, again. is that not just a particular case where maybe the vaping aggravated a, an underlying no. issue or something? You, no. you, you can see me here. I'm, I'm shaking my head because okay. I've heard so many stories like this. Um, even in clinic, I go back with people so if I can figure out what's wrong with them and I've gone through all the food sides and we've done all of that piece yeah. or whatever, then I have to go on to the next side. So then you're going on to things like sleep, you're going on to like exercise, you're going on to what else are they doing? Is it smoking? Is it, is it like vaping or whatever? So I, I started researching it and like I said, I could do hours on this, but I'm only going to do a little piece today just, I suppose, for people to start thinking about it and even give us some information on it mm. because it's just starting to come to the fore now that they're talking about banning them and you're not allowed to buy them until you're 18. Lord almighty, why 12-year-olds and 13-year-olds can get their hands on them at all is beyond me. But anyway, e-cigarettes contain acerlin, a herbicide that's primarily used to kill weeds. Okay, how many people knew that? The chemicals that are used for vaping, they break down uh, zipper line junctions between the cells in the gut which leads to chronic inflammation. So we know that, right? There was a study done in 2021 in the Journal of Science. Now, I read this study. The study was like pages long or whatever. So I've just taken a few bits out of it, right? So it was a stem cell study, right? Um, in 2000, uh, there was 2,800 people hospitalised in February in 2020. 68 of the, these died and there were teens and adults and it was put down to vaping, Okay different reasons but um, all from the internal side or whatever. So this research found there's two base chemicals used okay in in, in your e-cigarette and these two chemicals when they're heated up numerous chemicals are created right. These generate the fumes and that's what causes the most damage. And the list of things that they said then that chronic use chronic use will cause and you know I always say I don't want to scare but I do really want to scare because when somebody is vaping lately you're vaping all the time so like you actually see somebody with it all the yes, time. Yeah. So chronic use is when you're vaping all the time. So it can cause everything from leaky gut, headaches, dry mouth, cough, nauseousness, a rapid heartbeat, IBS, IBD, dementia, um, certain cancers, uh, liver fibrosis, diabetes, arthritis. It literally went on. You know, the list went on. Uh, like I said... This and this is from a, a proper medical study, is proper it? Proper medical study, yes. Yeah, the Journal of Science... Uh, right. The study was 2021, which is like two years ago. So I, I would love to see. I couldn't find any any more recent up-to-date studies, but I presume they're coming. 
and I presume there's a lot of people out there that have a lot of stories in relation to it. I have stories mm. and, and they'll come more and more. So to the, are they as bad as cigarettes then or on par with cigarettes? Or I would definitely, and correct me, like I'm not, a, I'm not an expert, but I do. Well, you I know do what know, you're seeing. I do. And I do know that everything comes from the gut. And I do know if we don't um, have a relatively healthy gut, if we're drip feeding something into it that's wrong for it, that's where all the chronic illness comes from within the body. So if you're, yeah. And have you concerns about the people who started doing this very young that maybe later on in life there will be issues? Absolutely terrified. Yeah. Because once you, like, this causes chronic illness, the gut lining damage may be rever- may be reversible. So, like, if you stop, the, the body is so good to get itself back. If you're doing it for a long time, like, the study actually said the damage to other organs, like the heart and brain, may be irreversible, okay? It said the lungs, you, you can permanently injure your lungs, right? So it depends how long you're actually using it for. Um, it actually said, like, asthma attacks, coughing, wheezing, shortness of breath, these kind of things, um, because you're breathing in the ultrafine vapour particles, uh, can cause long-term damage. But if you use it um, in the short term and you come off it, uh, the rehab time is about nine months. But if the chronic piece comes into it, then it's too late and you've, you've, you have the damage done. And I, I don't smoke, I don't vape, so I don't know much about this. But I know there's much talk about the disposable ones as opposed to the other ones. What, yeah. what is that about? I don't know much about them either, so I'm yeah. not going to go there, Fran, to yeah. be honest with you. To me, a vape is a vape or an e-cigarette right. is an e-cigarette. And I know that it, it's, it's, it's damaging the lining of the gut. And like the lining of the gut is amazing. Like as in, a sing, there's a single layer of cells that seal the body, right, from trillions of microbes. That's literally what that line, what the lining of the gut does. It defends the immune system. And at the same time, it allows the absorption of all the essential nutrients or whatever. That's what you're doing. You're putting a zipper like the zipper like junctions are being broken completely, right? I don't know the difference between the long term or the, or the short term or whatever, but I do know that's what they're doing. They're ruining the lining of the gut, which is causing all the chronic illness. Right. So are you saying stop? I am because I don't know whether you've seen the studies from America. So they were even out last year. You know, they were talking about wet lung. Yes. And they were actually finding that the wet lung was blood in the end of the lungs instead of actually um, fluid in the lung. Um, and was there like a 14-year-old died and then they had an 18-year-old died or whatever? And they actually found that it was, again, the vapes that were causing the pinprick holes in the blood vessels and it was seeping into the lungs or whatever. But by the time they treated um, they treated the kids for um, pneumonia and wet lung, etc. and that, but it was too late. They died, yeah. Now, if this is the case, and I have no reason to disbelieve you, Muriel, I mean, why, why are we not stamping on this... Well, it's starting, isn't it? But you see, the research is just coming out. And how slow is everything before it actually turns? Yeah. Well, we're this still waiting on that uh, legislation to be enacted. Well, in doing, the beginning, yeah. this was brilliant because this was better than smoking. But like, from what I can remember, up to a couple of years ago, a lot of people had actually given up cigarettes anyway. And we didn't see too many people um, mm. outside having, you know, their fag or whatever. So, so people who never smoked start vaping. Sure. Oh, youngsters, like, how many? Yeah. Like, every single one of them, literally are vaping at this stage, you know, and like the flavours, watermelon, coke, like strawberry. So it's geared towards well, to, like young, it's, young it's, palates. Yeah, yeah. And, and the other thing is, it, um, it uh, stops your appetite a little, so it, it diminishes so appetite. So the ap- appetite. Yeah, so it? that's definitely going to help, isn't it? Like anyone that's worrying about weight and stuff like that, you know. Wow. But for older people, we have a choice. And it's up to us if we want to kill ourselves or, you know, ruin whatever we are ruining. But for the younger people, that definitely has to be knocked on the head. The legislation okay. has to come in that they can't get their hands okay. on it. You've gotten that off your chest. You really <laughs> wanted to speak about that, didn't I did, you? Didn't I? Yeah. Oh, that right, could go okay. on, yeah. Yeah, but but I mean, you're seeing it coming into you. You're well, the, the literally, and yeah. I know with the, with the girl the other day, like it was definitely like down to the e-cigarette, and I have more and more of that coming through. So yeah. All right. Yeah. Talk to me about hunger and what is real hunger and what 
is, you know, when we're just eating to make ourselves feel, feel a little bit better. Okay, so she's calming down a little bit now. Calm, calm guys, down, right? she's, calm down. She's Come down <laughs> off that soapbox, sit down. Yes. It's taking the mic off me. Um, so there's a load of different things. Again, this is something I'm finding a lot of lately. This is the time of the year, right? And I'm not even finding a lot of it. I'm actually living it myself. I think it was it last Thursday. We had a busy week last week, right? So it started on Thursday. We hadn't really eaten a lot all day. Thursday evening, came out of the clinic at about half eight, starving. And um, Charlotte said to me, I'm getting a taco chip. And I said, no, you're not. And she said, yes, I am. And she said, and you were having it with me. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm going home. And she said, you are. I'm not having it on my own. So it started on Thursday evening anyway. Taco chip after work, right? And the minute you eat something like that, you're hungry. So that was the start of the weekend, literally. So all weekend long, the hunger actually grew. So it didn't really matter what I ate for the weekend. Friday evening, I was starving, right? So it was all wrong Friday. Saturday, by lunchtime, I was starving. So I was eating wrong by Saturday lunchtime. Saturday evening, Sunday, long weekend. Back on track on Monday, back to the gym, doing my bits and pieces. No, I didn't. I didn't go to the gym on Monday. And I ate all wrong on Monday. And you know, when you're eating wrong, then you love your glass of wine mm, and all the bits mm. and pieces. How do you rein it in? And where do you rein it in? We actually had this conversation on Tuesday morning because we said, listen, we have a week's work to do, a tough week's work to do. This has to go. How do you stop like the insatiable appetite that's there at the minute? And I'm getting that from people. Like I'm getting emails in to say, Muriel, I have three kg back on again. And Muriel, I can't stop eating. You know, what am I supposed to do? Where do I pull it in? Now, there is, there is like a syndrome there called polyphalgia right? And there's even a hyper one. And that's an extreme, extreme insatiable hunger. And that's like a sign of diabetes. It can be hormone related, mm. it can be malnutrition. It can be a lot of things like that. And then you have the other side of it, like you've non-alcoholic fatty liver, right? I'm finding that a lot lately. And again, that can cause either like extreme hunger or can actually make you, the other side is in, you're not hungry. But that's actually caused as well. And 25% of people in the world actually are now presenting with non-alcoholic fatty liver, right? 25%? Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And that's like an excess of fat in the liver right so mm. it's coming from the extreme appetite but it all kind of comes together if that makes sense as in like um, if your liver's at risk your BMI is over 30 so many people's BMI is over 30 to get your BMI under 27 like you nearly want to be like at this stage slim and mm. like whatever you know um, you've high cholesterol you know a high lipid profile you'll have um, high blood pressure all of that kind of thing but the main cause is you, or a lot of the time you're binge eating so the binge eating is the increase in appetite, you know. So like to pull it back in is the problem. That's like, and how do you go about it? So t- tell me about that, because, you know, some of the hunger, as, as you say, I'm not really hungry, but I'm eating. So you know name wh- for it. why am I doing that? So it's called pseudo-hunger. Pseudo-hunger. Pseudo-hunger, yeah. Wow. yeah. So like okay. it's called fake hunger. Do you know how many types of hunger there are, um, no. Fran, right? So there's actually 11 right? So there's your environment. So that's like pressure and adv- events and things like that. I find that a lot because um, last weekend, yeah, it was unusual, but most of the time I'm good, okay? Mm. And when I go to things or whatever, or I sit down for a meal, I do find, oh, she doesn't eat at all, or are you going to have something? I love food, but the pressure that's put on you, if you are, you know, eating well and that kind of thing isn't good. I hunger, so we eat with our eyes. So if we see food and it looks delicious, like you might look at buns and then you might think they look gorgeous and take a bite into them, they're half stale, mm. but you still stay eating it because it looked lovely or whatever, you know. You have your nose hunger, so the smells, and the minute the smells come, you're going to eat even if you're not hungry. You have the mouth hunger, so you literally start, you know, like mouth starts getting wetter yeah. and all that kind of thing. Stomach hunger, so when your stomach starts growling, sometimes it's not hunger. It's like dehydration or something along those lines. Heart hunger, have you ever heard of heart hunger? No. So heart hunger is what you've been given as a child or the emotional side. So you know if you were given food as a treat 
or like um, say like our Friday night was like crisps and red lemonade course, or something yes, like that yeah. yeah so that's the bread hard. and butter pudding yeah stuff, or something yes. like that yeah or like I can be hearing a lot of what this one lately and people laugh at this the rice and the jam oh the I rice remember with the jam one, yeah. in the middle yeah yeah that was yeah. That came to mind but cellular hunger so your cells need nutrients so you know when you get irritable and tired and you've headaches and stuff like that that's like your cellular hunger mind hunger so that's good and bad foods I can't have it I want to have it I'm not going to have it mm. but if I eat well that side of things the emotional hunger then so that's intense sudden cravings you know when you're sad or you're bored or you're stressed or whatever you know and then you have the dehydration and sleepiness or whatever so there's a lot of different signs of hunger isn't there but how do we know real hunger? Well, that that was going to be my next question. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so what is real? Where does have you then? any idea where real hunger starts? Oh no, I don't really, because I'm going to be wrong. Take it, a guess. It's not in your tummy, obviously. Take a guess. I, is it in your tummy? No, it's not. No, right, okay. it's actually in your throat. So your true hunger sensation it starts in your throat. In what way? You you literally have an increase, a dramatically heightened taste sensation starts from your throat up into your mouth. Go on. Yeah, and then it goes oh. in the other direction. Your tummy growls, and then if you are really hungry, you actually feel it as in you have a problem focusing. You know, you might yes. ha- might have a headache, you might have the shakiness, but that growling in your stomach is the start of you're actually hungry. You know, mm. like because there's, there's so many different ways, like extreme hunger very hungry pretty hungry starting to feel hungry and then you're going the other way you're satisfied pleasantly full you're um, a little uncomfortable and then you're stuffed so there's all the different sides to it so you have to get that piece in the middle you have to feel hungry we have to feel hungry so you have to know when you're actually hungry to eat or you will have an insatiable appetite because we drip feed our bodies all the time. And if you eat properly when you feel hungry, that nullifies. And that's what I get every day from people. When they come into me and I'll say to them that when they've been snacking and eating all wrong, and um, if there's anyone listening that comes into me, they'll actually back me up on this, that when you start eating proper high-fibre foods and mm. the things that I talk about, like the nuts and seeds, and stop looking at things like calories in versus calories out and worrying about good and bad foods and stuff like that, most of the time eat good food. Most of the time eat high fibre foods like your wheat bricks and your brown breads and your whatever, your mm. spuds and your brown rices and then your veg and your fruit and your nuts and your seeds and stuff like that. It does stop most of the cravings. That's one of the things. Mm. You, Fran is looking at me now like I'm mentioning all the things that he loves. All the things that I hate, to be honest. <laughs> Why, a friend of mine says this to me all the time. Why is it that the things that we crave and love are so bad for us? You see, they're made like that. Like, we didn't have them 30 years ago. I keep saying this, like, we only had, like, scones and buns and things that you could make. And you never ate too many of them. Like, if you had a scone, you had two scones years ago. You never like, And, you know, even when they were made, I remember Mammy making them at home. You'd even have two or three scones. They were smaller. She was making them for us, like, she never minded if we ate ten of them. And, like, you could have them and you were gone out the door and it. But you were full. And you yeah. didn't come back in again. But food is made now. It is so ultra processed that it's made for us. It's like mice, you know, like picking away at whatever it is. That's the way we are. Mm. We're literally, it's there. And we're just, it, it turns on our sensations that we just want more and more and more of it. But if we're doing it for emotional solace, surely we have to deal with the substantive issue then, do we? Well, First. I think it's a mind over matter thing. We make the kids do it. And, you know, even say if you have somebody that you're caring for, Mm. you care for them properly. Why Mm. don't we do the middle piece? I don't know. And that's what we keep talking about. So I knew on Tuesday morning 
we could have like eaten away for the week because this week the kids are on holidays whatever and I hate when the kids are on holidays even though I love having the kids on holidays but there's the mother guilt mm. so mm. they're at home and then the evening they're waiting for you to come home and Bring the you're not doing a dinner and yeah we don't want a dinner and this kind of thing can we go somewhere and you have all that yeah. so yes I could eat away for the week and, and eat wrong for the week and use every excuse under the sun but I know my heart and soul I'm miserable Mm. So I can either choose the misery side for the quick fix of the food or I can choose to feel okay by the time Friday comes and enjoy my weekend again, go back to like having my nice bits or whatever. I'm doing it so long now, I can kind of flick the switch back into it. I make myself. I think that's what you have to do with consistency. So if the doctor tells you to take your cholesterol tablets, Mm. you take your cholesterol tablets every day because you're afraid if you don't, you're going to die. You know, might get a stroke or whatever it is or your diabetic medicine or whatever. The same thing comes from food. Like Einstein said in the 1940s, let food be thy medicine. Mm. Like, say that over and over again. Yeah, and a lot of the time it's our our poison, I suppose. I, I went in to get some diesel yesterday. And I almost had a physical wrestling match with myself <laughs> not to buy a Red Bull and a bar of chocolate. I mean, it was a, it was a physical thing with me not to do it. Yeah, because you, know? yeah, you know what's in it is going to give you that quick fix. And you know, it's like the glass of wine. And we spoke about this the other day because, oh my God, over the weekend, like I'm so good drink two glasses of wine. And then I'm, I'm, I'm done then because I know I'm going to be sick the next day mm. if I do go any more than two. It's an age thing, isn't it? I couldn't stop it too. I'm like, I actually know the first the first sip of wine is the nicest. Yes. The first glass of wine is lovely. Mm-hmm. The second glass of wine, it's gone. By the third glass of wine, you don't even know you're drinking it. Oh, and I at that know. stage, you're eating as well. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? I know. Yeah, I even know. with the Red Bull yeah. and the bar of chocolate, Fran, like yeah. it, you, it's literally the first like sip and the first bite. Mm. And then you're done. Like The same sensation doesn't come out of the second piece. But yeah, if you fight with yourself, the more often you do it and the more consistent you become, the easier it gets. Well, I, I find three days. If yeah. I can if I can stay away from chocolate for three days, I'll get a good. right good run of yeah. something. Yeah, that's what you I'm know. saying. You choose different meals. But those meant. three days are hell. Yeah, yeah, because the sugar, the, the what you call it, sugar cravings are switched yeah. on. That piece is there. But like you have to buy nuts. You have to buy other things instead so that you don't feel like you're missing out. And people don't do that because they don't taste as nice. And they're like, no, I don't fancy mm. them. I'll just have nothing. And by having nothing, you're not giving your body what it needs. So the sugar cravings stay. Whereas if you just stop that and sate the appetite with proper fibrous omega-3s, the cravings go quicker. So for me, like it's a huge big avocado, which you love. Yuck. Yeah. And food like that immediately. Because yes. at least if I eat that, I'm full. And I stop thinking about food. And I have to do that piece. Whereas if I don't, yeah, I'm wondering then where the chocolate is. It's very interesting indeed. Um, do, do you do plans for people? I mean, When they come in, I'll do a plan for them. Yeah, I, and I'll give them a plan going away. And it's very individual, is yeah, it? Completely. And you know, and one of the things I actually even yesterday I was thinking about this. So we had like full clinic from seven until whatever nine o'clock last night because remember the competition or whatever on yes, the aesthetic side. And this is one of the big things on the health side. It doesn't have to cost you very much money. So you can come in and you can do a consultation or two consultations. You can do full bloods. Uh, we can do whatever tests you want to do, like everything from hemochromatosis to your intolerance testing, whatever it is, and you can become well for very little money. Mm. When you're sick, it can cost you an awful lot of money, but you can become very well well for very little. The aesthetic world, which is the outside of your body, you nearly, you have to know, especially as you get older, what kind of a budget have you and where do you want to go with this? The Mm. aesthetic world can can start like at 180 euros, but the aesthetic world can go on maybe like to nine or ten thousand. piece of string. Yes, yeah, and it depends what age you are and when you start And do you, you think people should be aware about that? Totally. I think people need to be aware on the health side. It doesn't yeah. need to cost a lot of money to get healthy, but definitely on the aesthetic side, and I saw that over the last two weeks or whatever, um, 
you definitely have to have a budget in mind. You have mm. to have an idea. Um, to work from the inside out is easy enough, but to work on the aesthetic side, when you're younger, you need very little done. But as you get older, well then, it's like an older house. And when you start and you look at the skirting board and you paint the skirting board, then you're looking at the wall and then you're looking at the floor and then you're looking at the window. So there's a lot of different things that course, might need yes. to be done. So it's it's a matter, I think, of t- taking a step back and saying, is it worth it? Have I the money? Mm. All of that piece of whatever. Um, I think it's, I always say it's an investment. That's mm. the way you have to look at it. But I think to be aware of the fact that, um, yeah, it can cost, start at 180 euro, but like you could... Right. Be looking so, at something so it's like seven thousand to be to be aware of. I think of, so. Of I that. think so. All right. Yeah. If people want to talk to you, Muriel, or, or the rest of the team, how can they do? Want to that? ring up and give out to me. Um, <laughs> my number is oh five two six one four triple eight one. All right. Will you give that one more time? Yes, and the website oh five two six one four eight double eight one. Okay. And www.marito8020.com. All right. Great to see you, Muriel. Thanks very much indeed. I think I'm feeling some emotional hunger at the moment. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. Back in a moment. Tip FM's Tip Today with Fran Curry In association with Slattery's of Pecan, Tipperary's main Peugeot dealer. Slattery's Garage Pecan, the name you can trust for over 50 years in the Premier County. Slattery'sGarage.ie.